Good morning, everybody. Or at least I'm recording it and it's morning time. <laughs> If you're listening to this and it's not the morning time, sorry. <laughs> um, hi, everybody. My name is Jenna Beltran and welcome back to Day by Day. I am super happy to be here and chit chatting with all of you guys. I know I say that every single time I record an episode, but It's honestly very true. I am excited to just talk for a little bit about things that I want to discuss and just let out. And I'm excited for you guys to just join me on this ride. So without further, for little, <laughs> without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into it. Hi everybody, good morning, happy Friday. If you're not listening to this and it's not Friday and it's not morning, I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really excited to be back. I know the last time I put out an episode was maybe about two or three weeks ago. And uh, to be honest, I actually did record two episodes prior to this one, but I didn't release them because it just didn't... Um, feel right to do so and I have really been on a kick where I don't want to force things and if it doesn't feel right then kind of reshift the focus and redirect your attention and uh, sit on it for a little bit longer so that way you actually know if it feels right or if it doesn't so I've been implementing that idea into everything that I do and I feel like it's been serving me well so far I I'm not mad at it and Whenever I do put out anything of the sort, video, podcast, uh, actual paintings or drawings, um, I put out the things that just uh, resonate the most with me in that very moment. Uh, so I, I, I like that. It, it feels more true and it, it feels good. So I've been doing that. Um, and also just the two podcasts that I or the podcast episodes that I recorded. I liked what I talked about, but mm, not enough uh, to share it yet. Um, yeah, but the two things we're going to be talking about today, I'm super excited to talk about because these topics have shaped me a lot as a person and they are topics that I'm super passionate about. And I'm excited to just elaborate um, on them a little bit more. And talk about them a little bit. So, yeah. Uh, but before we get into it, uh, let's just do a quick little check-in. Um, today is my first day off in, I want to say, a good two months. Uh, well, I had one day off earlier in April. Uh, but other than that, I have been go, go, go the last uh, two months. And it has been crazy. So, it was Truly, truly such a treat to wake up this morning and not have any obligations. Um, I got to sleep in and with my work schedule, I work super early morning. So my version of sleeping in was still waking up at like 7.30 or 8.00. And I still had a full morning, which was really nice. I woke up and I saw that it was about, I think, my TV said 7.34. Yeah. And it was still super cloudy. I 
am really also trying not to scroll my phone as the first thing I do when I wake up. Um, so when I did check my phone, I just checked the time and the weather, and then I put it back down. I didn't want any other things kind of influencing my uh, thoughts and opinions yet, so I kind of just kept my phone down, got up, did daily routine, washed my face, changed, picked up some coffee from work, got some gas, and now have a full tank, and then I went grocery shopping. And I did all my adulting things and finished by 9.30, and I'm just feeling really, really good. I sent out a few emails, and now I'm here, and I'm talking to you guys. Um, so it's been a really good morning so far. I'm now just sitting at my desk and watching the cars go by. I'm sure you guys can hear them. I talk about this too. And yeah, it's been good. It's been a good, good, good morning so far. Um... There's also something that I want to try um, with these podcasts. So there's this book that I have. It's called The Complete Notes from the Universe by Mike Dooley. Uh, Mike Dooley is a New York Times bestselling author. And a little information about him is that uh, I can't forget exact. I keep on forgetting what he did as the for a living i can't remember if he was like a writer or something like that um yeah i will i will get back to you on that either or uh he created uh notes from the universe and initially how it started was that he would send out emails Random emails, including notes, quote unquote, from the universe, little reminders from an anonymous person that could um, uplift and encourage someone who needs to see it at that time. So he was sending uh, notes from the universe, spamming just a bunch of different email addresses, and he got a lot of great feedback because a lot of the things that he had written to people really resonated uh, to others and what they were going through in their current state and without even realizing it he was helping them target exactly some things that they were experiencing and what's so great about this is that it's fully up to your own interpretation you can interpret this in any way that you want and he took all those emails essentially and plus a little bit more and put it into a book and I have this book sitting in front of me right now and what I want to do is just flip to a random page in this book read a note and break it down with you guys because I don't know I just think it's really really cool I bought this book for a reason obviously because I just wanted little things of encouragement for myself and so I feel like it'll be cool to just open one up and uh do it with you guys and so let's just go ahead and start that um i'm a little bit nervous because i don't know what i'm gonna see <laughs> and here we go okay all right so i opened up to page 434 i'm looking out on the left side of the book it says when you truly understand someone and you really understand someone no matter who they are you cannot help but love them even though you might not always love what they do. You knew that. Okay, just as true is that for anyone you feel less than love for, no matter who they are, it's because you do not truly understand them. 
no, you don't have to like what they do either, nor are you supposed to stay with them. You get to decide those things. <gasps> Whoa. This is why I have this book, is because when you read certain things, you can interpret them in a multitude of different ways, and this one that I just read actually hits me super, super hard. Um, so let's go ahead and reread the first... I guess tiny little sentence it says it says when you understand someone and truly understand someone no matter who they are you cannot help but love them and even though you might not like what even though you might not always love what they do so how I take that is if you truly know somebody their ins and their outs and everything that they're about and what they stand for despite all of their flaws and faults you will love them wholeheartedly like any any little thing that is probably not okay like you will still love them for who they are they are and i can relate to that a lot um like it's just unconditional no matter what goes down your love for this person is going to be unconditional no matter what and then the second sentence says just as true is that for anyone you feel less than love for, no matter who they are, it's because you don't truly understand them. And what I gather from this is that people might get under your skin a little bit and might irritate you a little bit, uh, but that's because you don't know them fully. You don't know them truly. And so little things that they do here and there will irritate you and will get the best of you and it's because you don't love them unconditionally um and you don't truly understand them so because you don't truly understand them you can't relate and uh you can't really relate to the things that they do and for example maybe little mannerisms here or there that they don't realize they're doing you might be thinking like oh i can't believe he or she's doing this like that's so annoying da 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 da, da. it's because you don't understand them and that's what I kind of take from that and the last section says you don't have to like what they do either nor are you supposed to stay with them you get to decide those things and what I gather from that is that we have the ultimate power to choose who we surround our energy by and who we decide to give our energy to and if you don't like some of the things that people are doing you don't have to stay and you don't have to be surrounded by it. You can protect your peace and keep your energy field a very, very certain way. And if you don't truly understand a person, you don't have to. Um, that is completely up to you. And that's actually really interesting that I read this because I was going through something yesterday and I just was not feeling good. I had a really, really bad taste in my mouth and... Yeah, I'm just like, I, this is, this hits home for me, truly. And this is a reminder to me to be like, hey, you can do whatever you need to do to just protect yourself and keep your energy bright and happy. And you can pick and choose who filters into that. Um, whoa, that's interesting. I love that though, because it's true. It's like, if you, if, if there are little things that someone does that you don't like, it's because you honestly, truly just don't understand them. Uh, you know, 
me being a dancer and taking classes, it's like I've had so many surface level conversations with people that aren't negative. It's just that we just don't know each other that well. And sometimes it can feel a little bit awkward sometimes because you just don't know what to talk about. And that's because you just haven't taken the time to understand one another. And just because you don't understand one another, that's also not a bad thing. And I think that's something that people like to confuse a lot is that if you like don't understand someone and xyz and there's all this different stuff it's like such a pain but honestly it's just you know more than likely the other person or you you guys are going through the same things in different ways and you're interpreting them differently and that's the gonna be the common understanding between one another is that we are both going through our own trials and tribulations and we are all dealing with them in our own way and the way that we deal with it might not match another person and that is like totally okay that's why everyone's different you know and that's why different energies and souls exist in the world is so we can find the ones that we can connect to and that was actually a really good note from the universe i loved that mike dooley thank you so much uh you definitely influenced me to do this again in another podcast so (laughs) we're gonna do that (laughs) um yeah that was fun i liked that now i gotta talk about the other stuff (laughs) (laughs) um yeah okay i like that a lot we're we're gonna go ahead and keep that in um but now we are going to get into the two subjects today so what we're going to be talking about is aapi american asian and pacific islander heritage month and mental health month these two things both take place in the month of may and they are two uh, topics that I just, I love because they have shaped me so, so much as a person. Me, I'm a Filipino and my mom came from the Philippines to America when she was about 14 with her two brothers, older and younger. And my grandparents are from the Philippines. And when I think about them, I just think about the first thing that pops into my mind is gratitude because of course there's like this whole chain. Like if my mom didn't move, my mom would have never met my dad and you know, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah, that's very, very true. But I look back and I try to put myself in my mom's shoes to when she was my age and a lot of the things that she was dealing with at my age and she and I have had such different lives and the things that she's gone through and the things her family have endured throughout the years you know I'm just so thankful because they made so many huge sacrifices to get to where they are now and their level of adaptability is insane and the things that they've had to change and you know the culture differences it's wild and you know every time someone sees a photo of my mom and they look at me and they're like you look just like my mom uh, or your mom excuse me it makes me so happy because I love her like so much and she's done so much for me and my family and I grew up with the Filipino dishes in the household and the loud holidays and it just makes me so happy I'm smiling so big right now because that's who I am you know and 
those are parts of myself that I am so, so lucky to have run through my veins and my blood. And I remember growing up in Northern California, I never really saw too many other Filipino kids. You know, uh, it was really honestly just me and maybe a few others, but not very, very much. And that never bothered me, honestly. Like, I was never uh, bothered by any of that stuff. I just was like, oh, i not surrounded by it as much, and that's that's okay. Like, that was just my surroundings at the time. It wasn't until I moved out to L.A. where I saw so many other um Asian American, Pacific Islander, Filipinos, just also just Filipinos in general. And I was like, OMG, like this, here they are. These are my people. Like I haven't seen any, anyone in like, I think honestly until now. And so many people in the dance community too have the same heritage. And it's just been really cool to just uh, come and connect about it and be like, hey, so the little inside uh, jokes that, we all share and the humor that's there based on like how our like upbringings are similar and stuff like that. And it was really, really refreshing because I never felt alone when I lived in NorCal. Um, But when I moved to LA, I was like, oh, whoa, this is so sick. Like I get to experience more of this. And then I also get to hear about everyone else's experiences and their upbringings and some of the things that they've been able to experience and whether it was similar to mine or not just hearing different stories was so cool to me and being a Filipina I'm just like I'm so proud to be one like truly I am so proud to be one and as I have gotten older and I've still lived out in LA I have just appreciated the Asian culture so much more uh because I just didn't, wasn't surrounded by it as much. And I, I don't even have words. I'm just grateful to, you know, be here and to be what I am. And it all goes back to my my mom and my grandparents and the choices that they made that have brought me here. And sometimes I think we don't really realize just how much that impacts us. It's because we live our day-to-day life and we go through our own personal things every single day. But when you really trace it back to the source, you're like, whoa, I wouldn't be here if this wasn't this or this wasn't this. And yeah, so especially seeing a lot of the things that were happening to fellow Asian Americans and just Asian Asian community in general, um, you know, on the news. Yeah, it was extremely heartbreaking for me to see because we, at least what I do is that um, I kind of personalize those things and I put it into an idea like, what if that was so-and-so for me? Or what if that was this person, you know? You just always have those what-if situations and scenarios wandering in your mind. And it's painful because you're like, there, there's someone who is similar to me and why, why are they experiencing this right now, you know? Why is this happening? 
this isn't right, this isn't fair, like, what the hell, you know? So, there's definitely been challenges that have gone hand in hand with it, um, but all in all, my bloodline and everything that makes me, um, I'm very honored to have that in my veins, to say the least. And I'm going to proudly rep it every single day, you know? So, happy American, not to happy Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, you guys. Um, shout out to all of y'all. I love y'all. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, yes. Mental Health May. <laughs> This is also another subject that I am extremely passionate about because this one uh, has played a huge role in my life as well. Um, yeah, I I have struggled with mental health for quite, quite some time now, quite a few years. Um, I don't think it really had hit me until I was maybe about... 20 years old, 19 or 20 years old. Um, yeah, a lot of, I started to recognize a lot of patterns when I was in high school. A lot of things were kind of triggered in high school, uh, but I didn't pay attention to it because I just had the thought and idea that everybody goes through this, that this is a normal thing. Um, so I'm just not even going to worry about it. And in high school, I developed a lot of trust issues and, um, I felt very misunderstood in high school because I had groups of friends, but I also didn't feel as connected sometimes. And me just naturally being a super independent person at a, at a pretty young age, I was doing a lot of things on my own a lot. And it was to prepare for my life after high school. And I do remember a few occurrences where, you know, people think I was arrogant or I was obnoxious and I was too good to hang out with other people and um, hurt my feelings a lot because no, no one wanted to actually understand why I was doing why I was doing, what I was doing. And I just kind of got grouped into an idea that wasn't who I was um, or am and that kind of bit me pretty hard because then I just didn't feel like I was accepted fully. Um, and so a lot of that stemmed in high school. And then I went to college for a year, uh, performing arts conservatory. That was fun because it was my whole transition into LA and Southern California. And um, that was just me adapting to the culture here and what it's like here and everyday life. Um, but I had my own challenges in, uh, within that year as well, because there was a lot of new learning experiences for me, you know, living, not living with my parents anymore and living with other roommates and compromise and stuff like that. Uh, you learn a lot in those times as well. But then I, withdrew from that program at school and then I moved to Valley Village and I started pursuing a more hands-on dance career 
and then, um, that was that. I was very fortunate to start working almost right away and booking jobs like right away, and that was really really cool. Um, and then I had uh, a bit of a standstill where I was getting rejected a lot. I was getting a lot of no's. And within that time period, it was when I had realized that I didn't really have any friends out in LA. Um, I had a few friends that I made in school when I moved out, but they were on their own school schedule. And it, I, it, I was had more time on my hands, so I didn't get to see them very often. Um, so I was alone a lot. And I was alone and receiving rejection a lot. And I was only 19. And of course, I started to really live in my mind. And I started the comparing game. I started to get really insecure about a lot of things. Um, A lot of stuff was happening. And I was alone. And it was then that I realized that I started to get extremely depressed. um, Because not only did I... I did I not have anyone to talk to, but I also wasn't working. So I had nothing, nothing was going on in my life. And except me just literally dissecting every little thing that I have done, you know. So I lived in my mind a lot uh, that first year. And then I was very depressed. I was very sad. I was very anxious. The days were so long and blurred together and I didn't really know how to fill them. Um, I was sleeping a lot because I just, you know, that's what I do when I'm sad. And I remember there's this one day that I was, you know, doing something and I had completely checked out. Like I was just mentally not here. And something that had, something had happened that had completely snapped me into the current moment and the present moment and it was in that time that I realized that I was like I am not okay <laughs> right now actually because how quick things can change is what I had experienced in that moment and that freaked me out and I was like uh, I'm actually not okay <laughs> I pulled over and I called my parents I was bawling my eyes out I was, like, not having it, and, you know, my parents were just really surprised and stunned because I had never talked about this before. I had never made any kind of sign or signal that I was going through these things before, and I was talking to my parents on a regular basis during that time, so them not hearing about it until that very moment. I know very much surprised them. And um, I was on the phone with them and my dad was like, do you need to move home? Do you need to come home? And I remember thinking to myself that I was like, no, that's honestly going to make it worse because I don't want to move home. Um, I'm not ready for that. And da 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 da. I was like, no. Um, And my dad gave me some tough love. He's like, okay, well then you need to just really start to try as best as you can to figure out exactly what you can do to help you through this. And, uh, that was that. 
Um, not long after I had booked uh, a pretty big job, my first huge job actually, that took me out of the US. And that was kind of my distracting factor, um, like my distractions. Uh, so when I was on tour, I was having so much fun and I was learning so much about myself and I was starting to feel a lot better in my bones and I was starting to understand more of who I, who I was at that time. But at the same time, there were still parts of me that weren't fully healing. And so I was making decisions, uh, that I wasn't ready for and, uh, telling myself that I'm okay when I know there's a lot of things that I was still going through and still trying to recover from. Um, So I had a great time, but I also wasn't being fair to myself and understanding what, what it meant to really take time for yourself and the necessary things that you need to do for yourself. I was, again, surrounded by a lot of really, really great people, but I also wasn't having any alone time. I was always with somebody. And flash forward to now, I love being by myself. You know, I love having that time in moderation with the people that I care about and my friends, but I also love just being by myself too. Um, But at that time, I wasn't doing any of that. So I was kind of pushing away the problems that I was dealing with fully within myself and not acknowledging them and just staying distracted by the things that were around me at the time. And so I had a great time on that job for like a year and a half and I learned so much about myself within that time frame. And then I came back and I had realized that I had still had a lot of work to do. Like, a lot of work to do. I think at that time I only had one or two real, real friends that were there for me. And it was those two people that started to pull me out of the dark. Because they obviously were women that... They are women that are the same age as me. They have similar experiences under their belts. And they were the ones pulling me out of the dark and telling me that, like, it's going to be extremely scary. And it's going to be something that's going to be very difficult for you to want to tackle. But it's also something that you need to do for yourself because this is your health. You know, this is something that you really need to set time aside for because it's you and your well-being and you need to be able to feel good because you are living with yourself and you are presenting yourself to the world and you should feel good in the home that you're in, you know? And I was like, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. But the idea of like going to therapy and the idea of, you know, coaching and stuff like that still, still, you know, freaked me out a little bit. And I was also extremely stubborn and I was like, nah, I don't need any help. Like I'm chill, like I'm strong as hell and it's true I am super strong but I also was like in denial I was like nah fuck like (laughs) like "Mm, you probably really really do need this but you're terrified to actually act on it and I was also scared to just talk about it more like with my family and my sister because you know it was just something that was hard for me to discuss and I remember another year had like gone by and I'd gotten a little bit better, but um, I was still just hard shell, still super, super hard shell. 
I had realized that a lot of the things that I was saying were more negative coming out of my mouth. And it was because I, again, I wasn't fully healing at all. Um, so my energy was just super gray and super not fun and not bright. And that makes me really sad, actually. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was at that time, too, where I started to make more friends that really connected with me and really you know, made me feel good. And it was also their experiences and their challenges that they were going through at the time that really honestly inspired me to take action on my own health and mental health because, you know, you don't know what kind of battles people are facing. You never know unless they talk about it. A lot of the things that people deal with are behind closed doors because they are trying to understand and trying to process and trying to go about it in a way where they're undisturbed. And a lot of the things that people are experiencing, no one knows about. And so when I was finally able to develop some friendships that were mutual and we could talk about a multitude of different things, me and the things I'm going with and them and the things they're going with, it was a lot of their experiences where they were like, I have to do this for myself. This is going to be terrifying, but I need to do it for me. And that's that was essentially what got me off of my ass. And I was like, I I can do this. I need to do this. There's no stopping it now. And 2020, come 2020, I a little after my 23rd birthday, I decided to sign up for mental health coaching. And that was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my entire life. Um, it had gotten to a point again where I had had a lot of lows in between the time I was 19, between the time I was 20, between like 23 now. And some lows were extremely low. Uh, the lowest I had ever felt was when I was 19. That was kind of the introduction and the scariness of all of it. Um, but my lows were like uh, very not okay. I was not being kind to myself in my brain. Uh, again, oversleeping. I would wake up anxious and uh, nervous. My, hand would sh- my hands would shake. Um, and a lot of my fears and my subconscious thoughts were bleeding into my dreams because I was constantly thinking about all of them. And so when I closed my eyes, I would dream about all of those things as well. And I couldn't communicate how I was feeling and I couldn't release the emotions that were happening. And it was one occurrence when I was talking to my best friend and I was crying and she eventually, she told me, she said, What was so painful about watching you cry was the fact that tears and everything inside of you were coming out of your eyes, but your face was like a porcelain doll. Like you didn't break, like you refused, your body physically refused to acknowledge the emotions that were happening inside your body. So yes, tears were coming out, but it actually was denying everything that you were feeling you were telling yourself that it wasn't there based on how your face was not moving 
And it was in that very moment where I was like, I need someone else to talk to about this. You know, I need some, I need professional care and help from somebody. And I had, you know, earlier, a few months earlier, I had finally opened up to my parents and my sister about my state of being and my mental health. And it was really difficult to do because it just was, you know, that's not exactly a topic that's easy to be talked about. And I finally just had to, you know, bite the bullet and be like, I'm not okay. (laughs) And my mom was like, you have to do what you got to do. And my dad was like, yeah, like, we understand that these things are going to happen. And if they happen, you got to you got to take the necessary steps to make sure you're feeling better. And I feel like once I got that from my parents, even though I knew what I needed for myself, I feel like just hearing them say it for me as well is like after that, there was no stopping me. Um, And I signed up for coaching and my coach helped identify a lot of the thinking patterns that I ingrained into my brain and a lot of the things that I was doing that I didn't realize I was doing. And she helped me identify all of those thought processes and what I can do to at least keep them more at bay and tame them a little bit more. And she changed my life. <laughs> because it was after the first session I had with her where she made it very known to me that I wasn't by myself. And I cannot express the amount of gratitude I have for that because up until that very moment, besides a few, maybe a few occasions here and there, all I felt was alone. And... I just thank her for helping me through some of the most difficult times of my life as a 23-year-old and helping me regain power in a sense to where I'm like, it's all up to you. You are in control of where you want this to go and where you let this go. And although sometimes it might not feel like you have a hold on it, you do and you need to know that. And... My coach, Kelly, she she changed my life for sure. And it's so interesting to, to say that because she was a person that I had only known for a few months. And she was able to help me through some of the most challenging times I've ever experienced. And help me heal from past experiences that has still stayed with me. Um... And every day is still an uphill battle. Like, there's always something. Like, yesterday night, I got really in my head. And you can't help it sometimes. Sometimes you wake up and you feel anxious and there's no reason for it. You just have to deal with it. Or sometimes you'll be having a super, super great day. And then you do something as simple as walk through your door. And then it just smacks you in the face. Like, it happens But I think why I want to talk about all of this stuff a little bit more is because these are sides of ourselves that we shouldn't be ashamed to share. And if anything, these are the parts of ourselves 
that we should show even more love to because that's what makes us whole. That's what makes us us. And it's really, really, really important for us to not shame the parts that we don't love as much because we're whole from that. That's what makes each person who they are. And it's also very important to know that you're not the only person dealing with a part of yourself that you're not exactly the happiest with. But that shouldn't be something to be ashamed of. And instead of trying to push it down and not recognize its existence, embrace it for what it really is and allow yourself to grow with it. Because essentially, that's what I had to tell myself was like, this is a part of you that we need to address and discuss and let's do that with an open mind and an open heart and move forward from it. So, and I will share this with you guys, like mental health was something that I did not ever really ever see myself talking about because it was such... Um, it was such a hard thing for me to just understand that I just was so insecure about a lot of stuff going on with me and me being able to talk about my personal experiences and the things that I've gone through thus far is a very, very, very huge step for me. I usually, no one knows this ever. And if someone has made it this far into the episode to hear what I've had to say, like, and can take something from it, man, I, you're not alone out there. I, I know we hear that phrase so fucking much, but like, it's so true. You really, really aren't, aren't alone out there. And I'm that sign telling you this right now so moral of all of it embrace every part of yourself physical inner all of it all of it embrace it fully and love yourself fully for who you are because you have so much to offer this world that is why you're here in this very moment, you exist for that purpose because you have something to offer. Whether it's to one person or whether it's to a million, that can change the world, literally. One act of kindness or one exchange or one something can literally change everything. So just know that you are not going through any of that shit alone by yourself. And if you are going through it right now, just know that it's for a reason and you're going to come out of it so much stronger and you're going to blossom like insane. It's crazy because to think of where I was at that time frame versus where I am now, I (laughs) am so thankful that I decided to just keep going. So let's keep it pushing, y'all. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day um or night depending on when you're listening to this thank you for making it thus far and i am just sending so much love to anyone who's listening to this right now um 
again, I'm super happy that I talked about these things because I think they're subjects that just deserve to be shared and talked about a little bit more and I'm happy I was able to do that today. So again, I go hope you guys have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your time wherever you are and I will definitely be talking to you guys again very soon. Bye.